And um, in the beginning of the parsha talks about Yaakov meets Esau, and he bows down seven times. So I mentioned this more in the past in this urine, but we'll go through it again. Gemara tells over in the Sefer's Kedushin a Misa that there was a Mazik in one of the places where Abaye was the Rosh Hashiva. And so the Gemara says, Ahu Mazik Beirabon and Abaye. There was a Mazik. Now, I'm not sure what a Mazik exactly is, but I see there's a certain demon or something like that that causes damage. If you have an island boss and if you'll be a mom, I have a mitzvah. So even during the day, the Chachomim were getting hurt from Mrs. Mazik. So, um, so, so, the Gemara told before that Rabbi Achabar Yaakov um, came to, to learn in Abayi's yeshiva. Rabbi Achabar Yaakov was a very big tzaddik, right? Um, so his father was Rav Yaakov. So Rav Yaakov ended up going to the yeshiva, and Abaya knew that he was coming. So Abaya says no one should let him into their house, right? No one should give him hospitality after the Misrachas Nisha, because this way a miracle might happen through him. Also, he went He went to sleep in the yeshiva. Idmi like Kitanim the Shiva Rishvasei. So this uh, Mazda came to him, and it appeared like a, a snake with seven heads, a seven-headed snake. Kokriya the Kora, every time he bowed down, until, I guess, not the Beiration, one of the heads of the snake fell off. So so Vaisakhis, when he knocked off all seven heads, that was the end of the snake. So Omalahoy Lomachar, so next day, Yaakov said to Abayi, Loy Misrachos Nisha, Sekintin. If you wouldn't, a miracle wouldn't have taken place, you'd put my life in danger. Kitzramaisa, so you have this thing, he bows down seven times, and so in the Sefer Hamakna, on Babakam, on the Kedushin, he, he tells the Tzu to Yaakov bowing down to Esau. And he says over, Moradika Gematria, that I've said in the past over here, but he says that if you think about it, Yitzchak is the Gematria of um, 208. Now, 208 consists of eight times the Shem Havaya. Eight times 26 is 208. Okay? So, Yitzhak has within himself the Koyich of Havaya eight times. He gave seven brachas to Yaakov, and seven times 26 is 182, which is the Gematria of Yaakov. Okay? Esau comes in, and he says, Don't you still have one bracha left? Right? So Yitzhak gives him a bracha. So now, Yaakov comes, and he, he approaches Esau, he bows down seven times. Now, you take the name Esau, the matri of Esau is 376. Okay? Now, Esau has seven koiches of Tumor, as opposed to Yaakov has eight shavas of I. You take the word Tomei, Tesmem Aleph, which is the Gematria 50, right? 7 times 50 is 350. Now you add the Shem Havaya, that's the 8th Shem Havaya that Yitzchak had to give to Esau, 
So that's 26, 350 and 26 is 376, which is Asa's, which is 376. Now, every time Yaakov bowed down to Asa, he knocked off one of the Kleshus of Tumor, right? So when he finished knocking off all the Kleshus of Tumor, so it says, right, he bowed down seven times like Gishtoi at Ochiv. Ochiv is 26 with the Kleshus. And so what was left after he bowed down was nothing but Ochiv, the, the, the real Pnimius of Esau, which is his brother, which together the two of them create Yitzchak, which is 208. Is that, this is Maral thinking? This is a Sefer Makna. So, Grad, he also says that um, if you take the word Hasotan and you take Yaakov, Yaakov might be 182, 2 times 182 is 364, which is the same Gematri of Hasotan. But so it took. So Hashem says, "Lo yemer oy shem chayasav." You don't have to say your name Yaakov twice to deal with the Satan, right? Kim Yisro miyashemecha, Yisarisa im lekim batuchal. So if you take the name Yaakov together with Satan, it adds up to five forty-one, which is the gematria of the word Yisroel. So Yisroel now has absorbed; he has conquered the Satan, and the Satan plus Yaakov equals Yisroel. Matthew five forty one works out. I can tell you, I guarantee you. So I'll go upon him. I'll go upon him. The, the the idea that you see from this is this idea that when Yaakov bowed down to Esau, he brought the Pneumius of Esau out, and that became Ochiv, and it lasted you know, as long as the Yaakovet to survive this meeting, but ultimately Esau goes back to what he was. But for that moment, there was a moment of Achtus that brought that Pneumius. So I want to talk a little bit about this Yisoyed, that uh, this, the Kuda of bringing out the Pneumius, which I think we will find throughout the Parsha significant. Eventually, Yaakov finishes with Esau, he goes to Shem. I mentioned the last time, maybe two times ago, that Shechem is already a paradigm of Golos Yovan in the story of Hanukkah. Now, first of all, we know that in Shechem, so they try to be metame, the, the, the brothers heard Ashatime is Dina Achosim. The Yavonim also, in Hanukkah, they try to, you know, they try to be metame every Jewish girl, and um, this was uh, the, the brothers at the end, right before the, the end of the story, they say to Yaakov, you, you, you know, you, you did this to me, what did you do? I, you know, and you, you gave us a bad name. And their terrorist was, What is a Zoyna? A Zoyna is somebody who tra- trades everything about her for the external, for the physical pleasure. So she gives away her panemius, her inner self, to, to, to advertise or to sell her chitzonius. So the brothers Tainak is only asked the same. That's what we're going to let our sister become. Later on in Parshas by Yeshev, when it says that the brothers went Lirois es Tzayna vihem b'shchem, so the dots of the word Lirois. So Rashi says they went really not to graze the sheep but to graze themselves. So Sham Shavol Hirsch explains what there was the pshat when they when Yosef had his dreams. And Yosef saw them bowing down to him. They felt that, oh, so now we're going to be slaves to Yosef. 
So again, a slave has no pnimius. He just has a pnimius, whatever his worth with his labor. So we don't mean anything. Our pnimius and the shamas has no value. So they went to Shechem to strengthen themselves, where they stood up for the pnimius of their sister and for that, what they, what Yisrael stands for, they went to Shechem for that tachlis. So Shechem is this place. The same thing you find Shechem is where Hagrizim and Ha'evel are. The Roy said over of Shashul Herself that Hagrizim and Ha'evel are the, the sign of Ruch and Chlomo. Because they both have the same Chitzonius. They both have the exact same weather pattern. There's no reason why one should be blessed and one shouldn't. But the Misa, he says, Broch and Chol come from the Pneumius, and therefore, despite the fact that the, the surface, the weather, the opportunities are the same, but it's the Pneumius that produces Broch versus Chol. And so, you see also, this I saw from Marcus Weinberg, he says over that in Tashis Noyach, it says, Vayikah Shein Vayetis is a similar, right? The Yasimu al Shechem Shnehem. And they covered up the father's nakedness. He says, what is our Shechem Shnehem? The Shechem is the place where you appreciate the panemius of something. They saw their father lying naked. They said, that's not who he is. He's a person with a panemius. So they covered up the nakedness to say, don't look at his feet like you. That was our Shechem Shnehem on the understanding of that lesson of Shechem, that that's the muffin of the panemius. And so it's interesting that you see that right after... Right after the, 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 the Misa with the war, it's got a lady who's part of the war that wipes out Shechem, and they want to have a bris. So like the, the, the Yavonim wanted to stop the Yidin having bris, so they should be like the Yavonim. Here, people in Shechem want to have a bris, so they should be like the going also to erase any differences. But the brothers say, Zoni asks us, what happens right afterwards? Hashem says, Kumale Beisel, Asesha Mizbeach, Lokeel Anivro. So there's a Hanukkah Samizbeach you have from Hanukkah. And so he says, Okay, you're serious, or he anechor, should have said, Vitaru, but we can simply say, for example, the same thing, Hanukkah, they have to be Mitaher, what was Tomei, and they have to rebuild the Mizbeach. And here Hashem says the same thing. So um, you, you see, this is very similar. And so I, I think that, again, you see that this importance of the inner yin, right? There was a Maisa. They said in the past year also that there was a kid who had a problem growing. He was uh, very, very tiny. Not tiny, wasn't there, but the, the kid suffered from being in ridicule in class and with that. So the, the father and the mother were looking for an ace and they found there's a doctor in Mount Sinai Hospital, an endocrinologist, that was doing a study in hormones, and she was studied hormones, and she came up with a cure for this uh, this illness. So they went from Chicago to New York to talk to this doctor Kelso, and uh, the doctor told them that you know the medication can help them grow, but there are side effects that they don't know yet. It's experimental. So they were discussing side effects for a long time, and finally the doctor says to the mother, to, to the to the father says to the doctor, "Listen, with your child, what would you do?" So she looks at him after a while with tears in her eyes, and she says, "Was my child, I'd have to do the therapy, because I live in a society where everything that matters is the facade. The car you drive, the house you live in, the clothing you wear, the title you have. You're Orthodox Jews, by you what matters is the inner person. The child will be okay. Don't take risks with the medication. It'll be a person with his inner self, and that's what counts. So that was the Musash the father got, but um, it came from a Goyesha doctor who understood the Chilik. So in any case, so that's, that's this Yisoyim.
But then you go weiter, not weiter necessarily, but you have in the parasha, the parasha says that Yaakov met the Solish Oasis. And the Ovik Ish Imoy Avoisa Shachar. He has this battle with the Sorosh Oasis. And many ways of describing it, but it was a battle that they fought every single, every single Nisoyan till Moisa Mashiach, Avoisa Shachar, till Mashiach. So it, it says over there that the Ovik Ish Imoy. So the Sfas Emes in this week's Parsha on the Ovik Ish Imoy. He says over, I don't know which in the year he said it in, but, um, <coughs> so right, he says, they obey Adaloisa Shacha, Doshu Chazal, Shehelu offer at Kisei HaKovet. Chazal say that the offer, when it says, by Eovek, they kicked up dust, because they were wrestling, so the dust went up to the Kisei HaKovet. So Zotra Shepasem is, Kitsurosa Shon Yaakov HaKuka, Tafa Kisei HaKovet. Anyway, so it's much where they kicked up dust all the way to the Kisei HaKovet. It means that the Sorishal Esau wanted to cover the Dumus Yuknoi Shal Yaakov that was on the Kisei HaKovet. Now, in, in the Rusisei Laila of Tzodok, he says over like this. He says, um, it talks about that Yaakov Vino Loy Mace, and that really what's the Pshat Loy Mace, that there is a Nitzus of Yaakov in every single year. So he lives on through Cloud Yitzchel. So it says, he says Viter, that the Nirashet, the Tzurosa Shal Yaakov of Vino Olva Shalom, Kakuka Bekise Yaakov, at Hainu, Kvi Tzurosa Nicholzer, Anyway, so he's saying that the Tzura of Yaakov is every doyer it changes to be the doyer. So if you can look at the Kisei HaKovah today, if you could see yourself, because the image of Yaakov is reflected in every yid. And so in each doyer, that Tzura is going to change to be whoever Yaakov is now a chalik of. So to a certain extent, you, you'd look at the Kiska and say, hey, that's me, or that's my daughter, that's my friend, whatever it is. Right? So what, what, what Mechayra comes out is that the Soresh and Esau wanted to cover up that surah that we shouldn't understand the godless of who we are. If you look at the Kisei HaKovah, you see yourself, you see my Pneumius, who I really am, is I'm Chokka the Kisei HaKovah. Right, but I'm covered up with a chitzonius. I don't understand and appreciate my greatness because it's covered up with the dust of the fight with the yetsahara. Right, but if I really could see clearly, I would recognize who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to the kisei akovet. I have my my images on the kisei akovet. I'm mamisha shtiki akovavim. So that's what he doesn't want us to know. Because we knew that we would mamish become good. You know, every one of us would become a godel, and so that's what we have to realize that. Again, uh, the, the premius of every year is uh, is is Oisik So with that, we go to the end of the parsha. The end of the parsha is is uh, seems to be like just a little bit of a history lesson, and it says at the very end, the last few sutras of the parsha, it says the Eila Hamalochim Hashemolchem Eretz Edlin. And it goes through a Yimloch the Edo and Bela Ben Or, the Shemur Ben Hovah, a Yomaz Bola, a Yimloch Tap of Yoigov. 
Yomus Yedot, Yomus Tatlu Chushon. Yomus Chushon, Yomus Tatlu Hadad. It goes on, a Yomus for Yomus, a Yomus for Yomus. And finally at the end, it says, a Yomus for Chodem and Achbor, a Yomus Tatlu Hadar, a Shemir Apo, a Shemir Tavel, a Shemir And so it doesn't say that Hadar died. It just says, you know, whose wife was and showing. Right? So, the, the Ramchal brings down that there are parashiyas in the Torah that are so deep, but they're masqueraded in what would seem to be very poshim. He gives a motion, let's say you want to transfer an extremely valuable diamond from one place to the other. He says, so if you put in the Brinks truck, the Ganova will hop. There's something really special in there, so we're going to try to make a burglary, right? So the eighth thing he says is, you, you put on, you put it in the Shmata bag, you put it in the seven mile market bag, and you put on your worst clothing, and you take the bus from Lakewood to New York and deliver the diamond, and no one would be chayshed that your, your Shlomazel there with the bag carrying a, a, you know, seven, ten million dollar diamond, right? So the same thing the Torah is telling us here, Sisrei Torah, and it couches it in what would seem to be, but what he's saying is that this is a really, a, a Tifa overview of history, and it ends with the Melech HaMashiach, who's Hadar. Hadar is like an esring, as you know, the Torah and, and the Mitzvahs and the Reyach. So Hadar doesn't die, that's Melech HaMashiach. So Shimshon Pincus brings down that the Talmidim of the Arizal had a caption. That if you look in Sefer Malachim, Malachim Aleph, Perik Lunal, whatever it is that you'll find that it says by Yomas Hadar. So there it goes through the same history and Hadar dies. This is what's going on. This is, uh, you know, I can hear that, okay, so in, in, in safe liberations, Torah is talking about Sisrei Torah, and so Hadar is alive. And, but anyway, they asked the Kasha, I, what happened to Hadar? He died. So one of the Talmudim of the Sobrim, Shimshin Pinkus, brings down in the Sefer, the Shimshin. So what is our medium of the Arizal? Um, not sure what his, his, his the Risa Rook his name was. So he says of Shat that Moisha Yoda Bedufka de Liba, Ezra or Yoda Bedufka de Liba. Ezra Vices wrote Sefitivayon. He says he gives a marshal, say you have a king, and he has a child, and the child gets sick. Then the king calls his doctors, and at some point they they listen and they say, "Your Majesty, your child died. We don't hear a heartbeat." Then comes in a top physician, and he listens and he listens and he says, "I hear a heartbeat. Very faint, but I hear a heartbeat. We can still save his life." And he goes in and he saves the life of the child. He says, "There's going to come a time when Claudius Rome will have lost its, its Hadar, the beauty of Klael Yisrael, the Hadar of Klael Yisrael. You look at Kleiser and say, it's lost its beauty, there's nothing left, it's dead. And Ezra, who looked at the time in the future, he didn't hear the Dufkadoli, he couldn't see in the depth of Klael Yisrael that we can have such greatness. But Moshe Rabbeinu was able to look deeper and Moshe said, no, Hadar doesn't die. The beauty of cloudy soul is always there. It may be hidden, it may be, you know, obscured and, you know, and, and uh, encrusted with the schmutz of this world, but it's there. And time will come when that will, will come out. And so this is also one of the things that the Hanukkah represents, deep inside, 
There's a Nero like Kim Nishma Sodom that doesn't go out, that doesn't go out. Mary Shubesa was saying that that premius of every year doesn't get blown out, doesn't get snuffed out. It's always there. Sometimes it's covered up. And even the latest virus, that Ezra wouldn't see it, but it's there. I just think nowadays you see what happened. That you would look at Kleiser right before the, the, the October 7th, and you would say the hatred and the sin and the animosity, Kleiser was something very, very seriously bad. And two days later, the access of love for each other was exploded, and all of a sudden you see the beauty in Kleiser, you see the Haggai, you see the Valdekite. So this is the, you know, this is what we need to repair. So there's a marshal he gives. It was a year, it was a tailor. And uh, he wasn't the world's best tailor, so he didn't get too much business. So he decided to hit the road, we'll go on the road with his uh, sewing machine and we'll see if he can find some business on the road. And he's walking down the road and suddenly he sees his reports looking around and uh, he says to the boy, what's the matter? You look very, he says, I just was invited to the king's ball and, and I, have, I have no clothing to wear. I have to have no clothing. I'm looking for a tailor. He says, it's been the hot tailor. He says, you're a tailor? Okay, you got to make me a suit. You got to make my wife a dress for the wedding. And so uh, the guy realizes he's not the world's best tailor, but this is his opportunity. He has no prognosis, so he says, okay. And so the, the part takes him to his, you know, to his palace, and he sits him down, he gives him materials, and he says, okay, get to work. And the guy's sitting there, and, you know, he's got his safe atillum in one hand and a needle and thread in the other hand, and he's making clothing. And, you know, after two days, he's made a suit, and he's made a dress, and the poet comes in and tries it on. He says, wow, this is beautiful. And, uh, you know, the Paritza comes in, she tries on the dress, and she's blown away. And, they, you know, they hire him to be an official tailor. And, you know, his mom is, uh, you know, making a parnosa, you know, Kavaldic. Anyway, a little while later, maybe a month later, a year later, the parties tells him, I'm making a wedding, and I need clothing. And your whole family needs clothing. You know, you got to make me a suit. you got to make my wife a dress again. It's got to be beautiful. Okay, he sits down to work, and he produces his, you know, his, his stuff. And the parents comes in, he tries, and he says, this is terrible. This is horrible. Look at this living. And the pants don't fit, and this is, a, this is gross. What kind of business is this? And, you know, you better get the job done. And you got another day till the wedding. So the guy doesn't know what to do. He wants to his Rebbe. His Rebbe, what should I do? Uh, they're going to fire me. I want a Parnosa. You know, so my Rebbe says, listen to what I'm telling you. Do exactly what I'm telling you. Take the clothing. Open up all the stitches. And restitch it. But, but it's the same clothing. He says, listen, do what I'm telling you. You don't have much of a choice. Unstitch all the clothing and restitch it. And you'll see. So the guy goes back, takes all the clothing back, undoes all the stitches, and he's sitting there now. He's got a tailor in one hand and a needle in the other hand, and he's restitching the beggar and gives it to the parts the next day. And the poet says, oh, this is beautiful, unbelievable. And the, the lady puts on the dress, and she's mommage blown away. And he goes back to the Rebbe, he says, Rebbe, it was the same clothing. What happened? He says, you don't understand. The first time you made them clothing, you made the clothing with the tillum in your hand and the, the needle and thread, and it had chain, it had tam, and that's what they saw. Now you became a shtickle balgaiva, you thought you were a Velt's big tailor, and you're not, and you made them clothing, and it came out the way, you know, uh, nothing special, you know. But now when you uh, realize that it's not so posh, so you had the, the tillum in one hand, now it was Lord and Taylor, and so you had chain, <laughs> you know, it, it, it had some chain to it. 
And so now they see it with the chayim. The same thing with Klal Yisrael. We, we're doing, you know, we're doing our thing, but we have to add a shtick of chayim, a shtick of chodr to it. We have to redo the stitches. With the same learning, the same davening, but with a little bit more chayim, a little bit more ernskite, a little bit more, we have to change what we're doing. We're doing the right things, but maybe a little bit more simcha, a little bit more tifkite, a little bit more panemius. And the same stitches, but do it with a little bit more tifkite, and bring out the beauty of Klaus So that's, I think, one of the lessons we can take from the parsha and Yetz Hashem. will be zoicha, that the neighbors of Hanukkah will illuminate our lives and bring the Shia and Yetz Mm-hmm. Three drushes in one. There's one drush adjusting to the matrix in the beginning. <laughs>